Welcome to Sermon Q&A. Pastor Michael here with you. I'm in the studio with Pastor Craig. On November 21st, 2021, we did our fourth part of our Heaven and Hell series, and we talked exclusively about our resurrection bodies. So one of our Sermon Q&As, Craig, is what are some of the biggest misconceptions about heaven? So I, I thought what we'd do is uh, you'll share three misconceptions. I'll share three. And then at the end, I'd love for us to share so far in the series, what has personally surprised us? I think people have this notion that we come to the pulpit with full knowledge and we are actually <clears throat> learning as we go. We are, I mean, there's a lot of stuff we do know. We yeah, have education, right, right, we've right. studied and taught, but um, there is so much the Lord reveals to us. So, but let's, let's start with three biggest misconceptions um, about heaven that as a pastor, you've heard from other people. This is a little bit difficult because there's so many different uh, vantage points that people come at this subject from a lot of different backgrounds, a lot of different traditions people have Mm -hmm. grown up in. So some of the similarities uh, are striking, but I would say uh, picking the top three uh, was a little bit difficult, but Mm -hmm. um, so, so here's like the three that stand Mm -hmm. out. One, that we'll all be singing forever. Now, I think that comes from the idea that we're all going to be worshiping God forever. And so in church, when we say it's time to worship, we think, well, it's time to sing. When worship doesn't mean that, right? Worship means obeying God and living my life in a a pattern of obedience to him. I worship literally every day of every moment of my life I'm supposed to. Um, and so that's what we're going to be doing through all eternity, worshiping God, not necessarily singing. Song. Now, yeah. there are songs going on. I mean, we know there's angels singing. Um, but <clears throat> it's interesting that most of the time we're told what the angels are doing. They may not actually be singing. They may be chanting. Yeah. Uh, like in Isaiah 6, they, they're they saying, they're not singing, holy, holy, holy is the Lord yeah. God Almighty. We've turned it into a song. We put psalms in the Bible full of songs. Yep. So there's nothing wrong with songs. But one of the, I think one of the misconceptions is that we're going to be actually singing for mm-hmm. all eternity. Well, worship pastors for the last, like I don't know, 50 years haven't helped when they get up and they say, we're going to be singing for all of eternity. And then <laughs> seven-eighths of the congregation goes, <sighs> right, that's right. So I don't play a harp well, and I, I don't necessarily yeah. enjoy hearing myself sing, but I like hearing other people sing. So uh, maybe we'll have a lot of good concerts. I don't know. But that's one of them, that we'll be singing all day long, all, all eternity long. Misconception. Yep. One of the other ones is, I think, that stands out most is uh, top three, that we will have a spirit body for all eternity. Mm. Uh, heaven is, the heaven that you go to now, and we've talked about this in our messages, the heaven that you go to now after death, to be absent from the body is to yeah. be present with the Lord, Paul says. So that's a spirit mm. change. So when we die and leave this physical body behind, we do funerals, the body's there, everybody sees it, we put a body in the ground, yeah. but... The spirit lives on. And we have a tendency to think that's the end. That's the eternal Mm. uh, solution. However, it's not. As we read in scripture, the resurrection is talked about a lot more than the spirit leaving the body at death. So we'll talk a little bit more about the resurrection as we go through this. Mm. But one verse uh, that we came across that I really enjoyed Mm. was 1 Corinthians 15, 35. Someone will ask, how are the dead raised? What kind of body will they come? And then he says, you foolish person, what you sow doesn't come to life until it dies. And what you sow is not the body that is to be, but a bare kernel and perhaps a weed or some other grain. But God has given us a body as he has chosen. And so he uses this uh, agricultural idea that your physical body goes into the ground. Uh, but But what's resurrection, what's resurrected is different from that. It's the same essence, like Jesus rose from the dead. Yep. He's, his body was gone. 
so will ours be, but it will not be the same. It's what we see, what we experience now is like a kernel. And then he says, I tell you this, flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. So we're going to be made new. And I think that surprises me that most people think that heaven maybe is a real spiritual place that we live in eternity, but that's not the end of the story. It's like chapter 11 of a chapter 12 book. Chapter 12, you get your body back. That's cool. And then the last one is that everyone will be there. And I think that's a that's a great that's a great thought that makes you feel good, but ultimately is not true. Yeah. Um, and I I, I kind of wish it weren't true. Yeah. Uh, C.S. Lewis said the same thing. He said I I kind of wish that were true, mm. but uh, but the fact of the matter is you cannot <clears throat> go against what Jesus taught. And in John five twenty eight he says, "Don't marvel at this, for an hour is coming when all who are in the tombs will hear his voice and come out." those who have done good to the resurrection of life and those who have done evil to the resurrection of yeah. judgment. So there's a, there's a time coming when uh, we will be with Christ, those mm-hmm. who are followers of his, and uh, those who are not, the rebels who mm-hmm. choose to be rebels now will rebel for all eternity and yeah. they will be separated from those of us in heaven. Yeah. My, my three top misconceptions, uh, particularly these came out from my, when I preached on these subjects mm-hmm. and people's responses. Yeah. These were some of the surprises. Uh, I think most people thought hell would be a spiritual place forever mm. and that the there would not be a resurrection of the dead, of the unjust and the just. Yeah, and so that was, I think, really surprising for a lot of people. Um, and it's not because they probably most people have thought too deeply on it, mm. um, but it's just sort of this like it's it's the same kind of thing with heaven. It's like, oh, we'll be spiritual, disembodied spirits forever. And I, they just by nature, apply that to hell. But there's also like an understandable aspect of this, which is when you die, you do go to a spiritual place. It's not the eternal physical hell, right. but it is like a pre-hell, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I can see why people think that. But again, it's interesting how many times have people been to eat, Christians been to Easter services yeah. and we forget to apply the basic, simple fact of resurrection <laughs> to ourselves. So true. So like a, a person who's been to, you know, 50 Easter sermons might say, oh, we'll be spirits forever. <laughs> Huh? I know. Have you been to Have you been to Easter? And again, we all do it. You know, I mean, this is yeah. this is the disconnect that it's can true. happen. Yeah. Number two, the second misconception is I, I think the nature of the new earth. And last week's sermon, I think, was one of the most fun for me because looking at so one of the things we talked about is there are about five billion extinct plants, animals, and insects, mm-hmm. and this idea that the new earth will have all of these on them. And so I think one of the biggest misconceptions is that is that most of our ideas of a new earth are basically taking what we know of today and transferring that to a new world. Whereas um, I, I don't even know that we can understand a 5 billion extinct plants, animals, and insects, what it would look like for those to cover the globe. And then what it would look like for there to be an atomic restructuring so that death and decay um, in creation is somehow eradicated mm-hmm. to whatever extent that is, you know? So <clears throat> it's, I wonder, like the serpent, right? Will he be restored to his original glory? Oh, yeah. I mean, there, there's, there's stuff like that. Will, will T Rex be there? Yeah, absolutely. You kidding me? <laughs> cool. Yeah, I can't wait to ride a T Rex. I, I went I, in my message. Yeah, there's a megalodon, which is like um, a 50 foot shark, right? And yeah. I mean, huge, crazy animals. And what I, I was surmising, you know, what I've been saying in my messages is, we root our minds in God's word and we use our holy imagination. Yeah. And so we, we imagine, like, what if you could summon, like, a dolphin? You could summon a megalodon, and you're like. Let's go swim across yeah. the ocean, you know, and who knows? It's like, I'm surmising who knows, but it sounds fun. Yeah. I'd do it. If I well, knew you couldn't kill me. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't mean to prolong this, but prolong away. it's, it's an, 
it's an awesome idea that everything ends like it began. Yeah. So I, I love the idea of, of imagining because we, we don't know of all the, you know, dodo bird. Yeah. We, we don't know of all the things that have been become extinct, but um, the bottom line is in the end, God gets it all back. Yep. Amen. And uh, I can't wait to see what that's like. I, yeah. I know it's it's so amazing when we talk about the resurrection. It's I like know. we should talk about this more, right? I know. Like, <laughs> and we say every Sunday is Easter Sunday, but like, really, I mean, it's a blast. Yeah. So my last one is that uh, I think there's a notion in people's brain that everyone's heaven is going to be the same. Everyone's heaven will be delightful. Everyone's heaven will be wonderful. Nobody will be like, oh shucks, my heaven. Are you not talking great. about heaven, spirit heaven, the new, or the new, new earth. earth? Yeah, new earth. Okay. But the reality, which we haven't which we're going to teach on next week. And actually after we record this, we're going into preaching prep to kind of uncover more right. of this. But what is, what is the reality of rewards? It's interesting as the old Testament talks about the new heaven and the new earth, mm -hmm. there are Kings, there are cultures, there are leaders, you know, like in this idea, this idea of a, like a socialist communist utopia does not seem to be transferable to pictures of the new earth. Mm. And so um, I, I don't know at all what it's totally going to look like. This is one of those things that I think sometimes we're learning as we, as we go here. Mm. Um, all right. So to close, what is one thing that surprised you personally so far in this series? Well, I think it's kind of like uh, what I said already, and, and that is how easily we transfer the idea of a spirit heaven to the mm. new earth. These yeah. are two totally separate things. Um, and I think, um, again, I think it's a natural idea. We just don't read to the end of the book because yeah. heaven's good enough, you know, but it's, yeah. it's only going to get better. And, uh, in first Thessalonians four, it talks about the, uh, the dead will be raised and, mm -hmm. and changed in the twinkling of an eye or the trumpet will sound and the dead in Christ will rise first. Yeah. The last verse there says, therefore encourage mm -hmm. one another with these words. And so I really do think we probably should talk about it more or, or at least make the distinction a little bit better yeah. in Christendom because heaven's good, but the new earth is, is better. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Mine, mine was, I think what really surprised me was talking about demons like I knew that there was a category of demons in Genesis that were sent to the abyss early mm. before the judgment. Like we know at the at the great judgment, all the demons and Satan, the beast, they'll all be judged, sent to hell forever. But I, I don't think I fully realized the extent to which God has removed a handful of demons and the implications of that from earth, um, that God had lines for them, that if they had crossed those lines, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he would send them there early. And then when we get to the gospels and legion, um, there's a group of demons who possess this <clears throat> this man yeah. and they go to Jesus and like, don't send us to the abyss. Yeah. It's like they knew they did yeah, something yeah, yeah, yeah. wrong. And we we know that place yeah. we don't want to go to. And they're like, we don't want to, we don't want to yeah. go there. Don't do that. But we'd rather live were, in pigs. Yeah, they were guilty. And then the pig, <laughs> he sends them to pigs. The pigs go over the cliff into the sea, which is their metaphorical location for the mm -hmm. abyss. And you know, the gospels are telling you that, like, yeah, they they Jesus actually sent those demons to the abyss. And then my brain goes wild, like how many demons have crossed lines and then had to meet Jesus? And he's like, you're done. You're early judgment done. You're in the abyss. You're yeah. going to be in gloomy chains of darkness as Peter says, you yeah. know, like that's in the book of first Peter. It's yeah. It, it really just that. I think that was like a surprise for me. So, but you know, that's the tip of the iceberg. I haven't learned a ton as we go here. I think so it's given me, I think maybe to... that helps me understand that maybe my dog is demon possessed. So. <laughs> it's very possible. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I've learned that. <laughs> I love it. Like the pigs. Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> that's so good. All right. Well, I want to invite you back next time. We have many more questions coming on Sermon Q&A.